0: hello and welcome back to two bars tools and a knife talking about the hospitality industry then now and in the future from FIU Chaplin school of hospitality and tourism management and the Bacardi center of excellence i'm professor nathan dodge joined by my two buddies professor brian patrick connor and chef john noble massey
1: hello gentlemen hello hello, dodge. hello. How are you, professor dodge Good, Dodge, good. I'm super stoked to hear you. you got brand ambassadors coming into your classroom. That is awesome. Yeah. That's the way to
2: roll.
1: I'm doing vodka this week, and I got a
0: brand ambassador coming in. I, got, I think I've got someone for every week. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they do most of my work. So I don't need to. These
1: are now value driven Zoom classes. But talk about a great setup because we also have a fantastic brand ambassador today.
0: Ah, look at that. Now. Here we kind of have a bad boy coming in today,
2: so we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel we have a bad boy.
0: So we do have the bad boy of the spirits industry, yeah. Bad boy of sti- <laughs> oh, So we're cruising wow. along That's through September. Already September. stealing material. Yes, I know, yes. but this is September, and we're going to talk about that bad boy of spirits. Now, at the end of today's shows, I'll figure out what I'm doing right or wrong with uh, with this bad boy of spirits, because clearly I've been doing something wrong for the past <laughs> 30 years or so. Um I'm excited, you know, I'm thrilled to have Vaughn Manny today, but I'm also excited that some of us are going back to school this week. Some of us are going back on campus. Johnny, boy, you're going
2: back to the office. You excited Yeah. You know what? I I sure am. Boy, you know what? I just miss the contact with students. Zoom is awesome, right? But seeing students face-to-face, with facial coverings on, of course, but we'll love to get back in the kitchen and do some cooking. I'm starving, so uh, it'll make my life easier uh, cooking my lunches for you and everybody else starting next Wednesday.
0: Next Wednesday. So yeah, make it's, it, it's only for people, people that eight. are on campus, though. So it's not open to the public this Correct. semester. Um, hopefully no. we'll start opening up again next semester. But if you're on campus, if you're one of our students, one of our faculty or staff, because you should be listening, uh, make sure that you're on campus on Wednesdays and uh, come have
2: lunch or dinner. Right. Or so dinner. we've got, I lunch got, January. I got back-to-back classes. So lunch uh, 11 to noon, dinner five to six.
0: So Brian, uh, how are your classes going? I told you mine were, but how's your classes? Everything's you know,
1: it's, it's good. You know, uh, I'm after taking last semester off to build out the Bacardi program, I love being kind of, even though it's virtual, but just the, as Chef Massey said, the interaction, I really miss that. I, I miss a big audience and I miss having that kind of fun factor in the classroom. But, you know, the global uh, introduction course for the beverage industry that we started this semester, I really, gang, I, I see this going in the great direction that we wanted to, where it's going to be a larger scale, great feeder program for all these other classes that we're teaching, not only the spirit segment, but in the wine segment, the brewing segment, and other. Other. Johnny, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all well and good. So let me do a quick little uh, Bacardi update and we'll we'll get going here with uh, Manny. Does that sound good, guys? Excellent. All right. So uh, as per usual, everything in the Bacardi world is going great. Uh, As we were saying earlier, we're really looking forward to getting back on campus. But of course, Bacardi Teach is all available. You'll hear us uh, soon to be featured on NPR talking about Bacardi Teach, our friends and colleagues with Team Enterprise and Bacardi Brand Ambassadors are back in the lab. We're creating some new content, so that's gonna be coming out in the coming weeks. It does take some time, and that's, you know, what a great problem we have, where that's the, the only complaint we get is people want more, and all these good things do come, so. Uh, and of course, uh, our next Bacardi Talks is coming up, and that's gonna be October 8th, with Drew Neopold, a uh, legendary restaurateur, from Nobu, Tribeca Grill, and others. But uh, we're looking forward to catching up with Drew. So you're going to see a lot of social media action coming up about Drew Neopron. And you know what? If you guys missed it, uh, the talk we had for the Michael Hurst Distinguished Lecture Series featured Chip Wade of Union Square Hospitality last week. That was a great conversation, guys. Uh, Chef Massey, I know you had your class there. Dodge, you were hacking a little bit, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So that's available on Facebook uh, as well as uh, some other sources. So
2: Lots of great information there you got out of him. So he was it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was great you guest.
1: Know, and that stuff takes time. As you know, Chef Massey, you know, any like any great guest like we have today, it takes time. You got to do some dig deep in, or as yep, yep. Nathan Dodge likes to call it, some light stalking. Yes. There you go. So light stalking. a <laughs> big stalking. Whatever we call it. Shall we get this thing going? Let's roll. All right. So let me do a quick little introduction, and then I will open this thing up. So Manny, my friend, welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. So Manny, I'm not going to uh, butcher your last name. I've been trying to kind of break it down phonetically, but I'm a gringo from you know, Connecticut. Manny's going to get into it here. He is the North American brand ambassador for Casadores Premium Tequila brand, which is going to be great. Uh, I'm looking to hear your stories. Uh, I want to hear all about Mexican Chardonnay, you growing up in Mexico City, going to San Francisco. But uh, Manny,
3: welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be in your podcast and Chaplin School. I hear all about it. and super cool to, to be with you guys today.
1: All right, now, so help us with our Espanol. Please pronounce the, your last name properly. We just got Gabriel Jutri done. done. Like, that took us only
3: three months, so. The <laughs> H is silent, so it spells H-I-N-O-J-O-S-A, Hinojosa. Inojosa. Inojosa. Yeah, I would have Hinojosa. totally ruined it. Mani Inojosa. Yeah, say it, say it with
2: some flair. I Mani,
3: love it. I love it. Mani So,
1: Manny, I always get the the great fortune of kind of starting out this conversation and wrapping it up. But we know, uh, you know, you've been now with Bacardi for uh, approaching 15 years uh, and with different roles you had. And you've been uh, with Casadores for for quite a while now. But we want to hear a little bit more about kind of uh, what got you into this crazy business. You know, we know you're in San Francisco, San Francisco based guy. You started out in industry, but you got a great story. So can you tell us a little bit about the story and we'll get this conversation rolling?
3: Yeah, it has been a beautiful ride. I mean, uh, I love what I do. Is I a couple of my buddies from high school? They say, "I can't believe it! You make a career out of the out of the fiesta, mani." So uh, I I I went to law school, and in uh, some point, I started working for the federal government in Mexico City. My dad was working for uh, for the federal congress, so. He got me in after I finished school, and really, I was not not enjoying it, you know. And uh, so I moved to Cancun. I quit. My dad got really upset with me, and I moved to Cancun. And all my friends, they were already in Cancun, and I I worked club. I started working club in Cancun. I did about, about three or four years in Cancun. At some point, I had to move. It was too much fiesta. You know? <laughs> And I moved back to Mexico City. And from there, I am in San Francisco. And it's how I continue working in the restaurant business, bar business, always restaurant bar. And I always enjoy working behind the bar. When I landed in San Francisco, it was not an opportunity to be the the bartender. So I was a busboy. And I did it for four months. I was a busboy. I was about 20, 23 years old. And I did it for about four months. And after that, Bar back. Manny, you want to be the bar back? And I started like listening, learning. The the whole cocktail is totally different than it is in Mexico. And uh, one day I show up, no bartender in this place that used to be so busy. We used to sit about 350 people at once at the restaurant plus the bar. So it's the bar, the manager say, is your show, Manny? Wednesday, I remember very well. We used to have the business happy hour. And I, you know, at some point, super busy, the manager came to help me to the rescue, and I thought he was gonna fire me. And at the end of the night, congratulations, Manny. Next week I have my five ships as a bartender, and that's how I start my, my career tending bar. And I work in this restaurant bar for about six, seven years. From there I moved to another to another restaurant, very chefy, very cool food, and uh we opened this place and I started creating cool cocktails. It was the beginning of the cocktail movement. I started going to competitions. I remember the first time, you know, a vodka brand came to invite me and I said, I've never done any competitions. Just come join it, have fun. And I won. And from there, I got my name in a cool magazine and on the newspaper and a little $500 price. And from there, I started like, Liquor companies, they start inviting me to competitions. And at some point, I'm traveling to international to do competitions, to visit liquor distilleries. I won in Europe. I won here in the United States in multiple competitions. But when I won the bar and I Club show in Las Vegas is when Bacardi and Tequila Cazadores, they invite me to, uh, but they told me there was a position available for Cazadores. And I flew to Miami, interview. It was a lot of people interviewing for this uh, job, and I got it. It was very cool because I, I love Cazadores. I used to drink it in, in my younger days in Mexico. I was a tequila Cazadores fan before I worked for the brand. So I did it for a couple of years, working for Cazadores and Tequila Corso. And after that, they moved me to represent the whole portfolio on the West. A lot of mixology, a lot of cocktail development. About five years ago, they moved me back back to North America. And about a couple of years ago, they moved me to global. So now I'm representing the brand globally. We open market, uh, we open market all over the place. So that's very quick, very, you know, uh, it sounds fast, but it's 30 years of working and putting a lot of love in what
2: I do. Well, we certainly hear that love in your story and love to hear the origins uh, you know being thrust into the into the fire when someone not showing up and that that history. So I think uh, a lot of us started that way and at least expanded our knowledge in that area. Uh, for For me, Manny, one of the things that I, you know as when I teach culinary, I w- want to make sure that students have a foundation in principles, basic culinary knowledge and then then teach them, to take that recipe or whatever and experiment. I know one of the pieces of advice that you offer to bartenders is to expand their creativity. And I'm curious, what things would you recommend to bartenders starting out or to one of our students to expand their creativity?
3: Well, first, the first advice to all the bartenders out there is to be humble. Second one is to take care of your customer. No matter what they want, you make it. If they order a cocktail that is not cool to make, you still make it because they're the ones they are paying. They're the ones they keep the lights on. They're the ones they keep the, run, the restaurant running. So those two things. And after that, inspiration. If when you're inspiration, creation, when you're, you you want to develop a cool cocktail, you're going to compete. Don't, don't copy anybody. Be yourself. Turn around to your bottles, to all the stuff you have and start thinking about what can go with this? What can go with this? Go to classic ethnic food recipes. It's something that I always kind of inspire me, food. And it's, my cocktails were a little bit different than anybody else because I, I love food. I love to cook. So I did that. I was, I was eating a beautiful dish. And I was like, how can I transfer some of those flavors in this in this uh, cazoulet I'm just talking about, right? And how can I transfer this into a cocktail or something that can go beautiful with this, this dish? So a lot of stuff is me bringing the kitchen to the bar. And it's how I start creating, you know, cooking mm-hmm. and making simple syrups and start, you know, everything fresh and making some bitters. And it's, you know, so my advice to bartenders, just be yourself and... Think about how can you, you know, be inspired by the global food, the global cocktails, you know. Just don't follow trends. Man, you had me
0: at cassoulet. Like, like, that's my favorite dish in the entire world. So, now now we are buddies. A minute I ago, it. I was like, You're I don't know. He's the, the bad boy. I don't know if we can be buddies. No. But
3: now we are buddies. Yeah, cassoulet right there from Toulouse area in France. It's beautiful. Oh, oh. You know? killing me. Delicious. So next time you come Delicious. over, please make that. We'll okay. make it. Right, Chef? Yeah, all,
2: all, all I need is, you know, all I ever need is an invitation. That's all you, you guys know that. You know, I, I love to hear you say that food inspired inspires some of your creativity. Manny, can you share with us an example of one of your cocktail creations that was inspired by food and, and, and how that all developed? I'd love to hear yeah. that story.
3: A good one is... I was, I had a competition back in, uh, I think it was about 2006 in San Francisco. And I was a bartender and they're launching Tequila Corso for the U.S. So they did a, a big competition, 60 bartenders from all over the place came to compete in San Francisco. And for some reason, I didn't have a recipe and it's like, I'm getting crazy because the cocktails I was making, they were not to the level I wanted to be. And I already competed in multiple competitions. So I have experience and I always make unique stuff in my competitions. They told me, make one drink. I always say, how many judges are going to be there? Five. So I made my five cocktails. They're just making one, one for each one. And really, I mean, as rules and all that stuff, you know, but I, I learned a, a dish from my mother that is, is, is chicken and a spicy peanut uh, sauce with dry chiles and everything. So I'm cooking this in my house. It's maybe a week before the competition. I'm cooking all those chiles and I have all this broth. I'm cooking pasilla, este, guajillo, and chipotle chiles. And after that, I blend this with spicy peanuts. And after that, I add it and grilled chicken, right? So I already did, but I have all this broth from the chi- from the from the dry chiles. It mm. smell very aromatic, yeah. not too spicy, very cool, good color. So I add a little bit of sugar, some citrus, and I make a chile guajillo pasilla and chipotle simple Wow. I bring the bottle corso reposado, put a little fresh lime juice, shake it, and I make a cocktail really cool. And I call it a Latini. And I want 10 grand with the competition.
2: <laughs> that's amazing.
3: And I'm, and I'm also hungry
2: and thirsty now. Yeah, so please, I, uh, next. You know, so we want to have you at the school John, to make
0: we, that. We have a new yeah. rule. Brian, John, the new yeah. rule is we cannot record this right before dinner. Because <laughs> I'm dying <laughs> right now. It's like, can we right, the show and come back? and so, yeah, so
3: that was cool. That you know, was. That's excellent. About, Kudos
0: making these um syrups and i, I did a little light light stocking like brian says and i see that you do make your own syrups and your juices and your garnishes and that's one of the things that really defines humanity but you know i can go to the grocery store i can buy a bottle of roses why, why not just do that like what's what makes your garnishes and your um syrups so much better than you know the kind of the garbage well,
3: that i can just buy at the grocery store well brian is shaking his head right there it's like that's a no-no. uh, Dodge.
1: You know we know we're setting you up, Manny. And no, 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 the no, total the so.
3: that's, I'm talking positive. It's like that's. I mean, it's yeah. all, I want to know. All kinds, it's all kinds of levels of mixology, right? I mean, uh, it depends where you work, how you are, what's the price point, what's all that kind of stuff. If you want to step aside and be different, be unique, cook your own, it's so it's so easy. Uh, sometimes it 's cheaper to make a a cool simple syrup to go buy it right so it 's what makes you, you it 's what makes you different as about tender it 's what makes your cocktails be different than other other people using all those fresh ingredients if you fresh you know at the moment the lime is how you press it all those simple syrups all those bitters all that what 's going to make you unique and pretty much guarantee that you're going to have a full bar because your cocktail there, you stand up you know, you know, against the other guys.
0: Absolutely. That, yeah. You know, I, it was a setup. Brian was right. I was trying to get you. <laughs> All right. So I mean, here's the issue that I have with, with you, Manny. All right. I, oh, I, I, God. I, I know. God. Well, I graduated high school in, in 94, and then I went straight to college. And there might have been a couple incidences where I had a bottle of something that was called something gold. And I would drink it with um, lime and salt. And after a few of these, I don't drink tequila anymore. Tequila and me are no longer friends. So I was a little worried if we could be friends. What am I doing wrong? And I love spirits. I love gin. I love whiskey. I love rum, bourbon. I'm drinking some bourbon right now. Bring me back into the tequila fray. How do I get into the, the,
3: the warm embrace of tequila? Nathan, do you know what you need to do? Hang with me and Jamie, and you're going to love it. (laughs) I'm not arguing that. Sure. Come come on down to South Florida. You mentioned, we talk a little bit about the 90s, right? So those tequilas they used to sell here in the United States, they were like that. They were drink with lime and salt and the quality of the tequilas they were not out there. Most of the tequilas that were coming to the United States, they were a mix of tequilas. So there's no 100% blue agave tequila. So you have a 51 blue agave and the 49, there's sugar from different sources. So the tequilas, you really need the lime and the salt to, to swallow it. And, and the way the people used to drink it too, they used to drink it just to, to, to party, you know, one shot, and another shot. And, and after that, you blame the spirit. And little by little, the whole industry changed, you know, and now if you travel around the world and, I mean, the United States is the number one consumer of tequila in the world, more than Mexico. So you have beautiful liquids, beautiful tequilas, you know, from all kinds, from different areas of, of Mexico. I mean, we can only produce tequila in five states of Mexico. Most of the tequila comes from Jalisco. So. If the tequila comes from the lowlands, from the Valle, from the highlands, different agaves, different soils, different rainfall, different process, you have more crafty tequilas, you have another tequila that produce different, but it's just learning like a good bottle of wine. You don't need to spend a lot of money to get a good bottle of wine. You just need to do your homework. Same with tequila. You just need to find something that you like, and learn how to drink it. So Jamie and me, we like to drink it in a wine glass, and we call it the Mexican Chardonnay. You know, but you have. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Manny. When
1: I, when I was watching a couple of interviews before of you, and there you go, perfect. And I'm a I'm a wine guy, and yeah. recovering sommelier. And when you started, you were up on stage in front of a bunch of people, and you were describing it, the experience. you said, I call this. know mexican chardonnay and i just said oh my god that's perfect so i've been quoting you now for uh, at least a few months now you know going oh my god this is that's the perfect thing to say but real quick on that uh and i'm just curious and i know chef massey's got a few questions coming up as well but like you know blanco or silver you know and in the tequila world that's always seen as the one you go to it's in your glass now jamie i don't know what's in yours uh, but <laughs> but uh, that's the one. You can't hide anything when you have a silver or a bronze. So talk a little bit about that. Why you call it a Mexican Chardonnay? And I agree 100%. You drink it out of a wine glass. God bless you. There's mine going there. But also, why is that? You know, you can't hide
3: anything. See, so there are five different styles. of so tequila, blancos, jóvenes, reposados, añejos, extrañejos, and that new one that haven't been approved by the the, the, the Mexican law that is Cristalinos. I think tequila is, is, is a spirit that is, we've been making this liquid in Mexico for almost 500 years. The production process of tequila is unique to other, everything else. It's one of those spirits that you are connected with the land. You are connected with the people that are making it, with the jimadores. You are connected with a country I don't think it's any other spirit in the world that connects you so much with a culture and with food like tequila. So all that process, all the years that it takes to produce a tequila, minimum, I mean, the plant needs to grow a minimum of six years to be able to, to harvest and have the right amount of sugar on the agave. Like that, you can start the production process. Uh, you only have five states in Mexico. Out of 32, the, you can produce tequila. Only one plant to produce it, blue agave, tequilana, Weber. I mean, all those little things that add to respect the liquid, respect, respect the spirit. So when I, somebody pour me tequila in a short glass, to me, it, I just don't really enjoy it. To me, just invite me to drink it, and I don't get the bouquet, the aromas <laughs> that I really want to enjoy in a, in a, glass, in a, in a, in a tequila. When I pour in a big belly glass, like you know, a nice, I can see how the tequila hangs on the on the on the walls of the glass. I can sip and I can smell and I can appreciate more every single process the the maestro tequilero has done to this liquid. So for me, the way to go is in a wine glass. Plus, you elevate the spirit when you go to a bar. And somebody, you know, everybody has a, a, a wine glass from from divy to fancy bars. Everybody has a, a wine glass. So just, you know, order it like that. And you really I, I invite you, I invite everybody. You guys going to really enjoy this beer more. Uh, love that I suggestion. Think I, noticed, I think
1: he's got Casa, Casadores wine glasses. Too he that. did have a Casadores wine uh, yeah, That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you noticed that? We're going to have to get those for the Bacardi Center of Excellence and put your theory to
3: test. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and we well nothing like And we have t shirts that say, uh, my favorite wine is tequila, Mexican, hashtag Mexican Chardonnay. All right. I got to get those. Mm. I got to talk yeah. to the right people. They're right there in Jimmy. Miami. <laughs> They're in Fort Lauderdale, yes. Order. I get you guys some. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now we're
1: going to hold you to that. I think we yeah. can wear yeah. those. That That's awesome. So, Chef Massey, sir, what do you got?
3: No.
2: I love the analogy of treating tequila like wine and and enjoying it the same way and enjoying, you know, perhaps, Nathan, you know, we need to do a tasting of tequilas and compare the various styles and, and do that properly in some casadores uh, I have a few glasses. different uh,
0: Bacardi bottles of tequila at my house, including Casadoras, so we can do okay. that. Well, you know.
2: Not, that sounds like an occasion. Patron.
0: Is um, your, there you go. Yes, yeah. and I've got uh, Patron Blanco and uh,
2: Gold. I don't know what's called Reposado. 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 And, yes. Sorry. And so and so and so Manny, you you mentioned a, a bunch of the different styles of tequila, and I know that every brand is looking to expand their growth and try to touch on the, the different different customers. Where do you see the growth? of Casadores moving forward in style or new products? And where have you seen a change to shift to where it is right now?
3: Well, uh, so the Tequila cazadores is a very Mexican brand. Uh, we've been making Tequila cazadores since 1922. We are about to celebrate 100 years. So it was a tequila made for the Mexican consumer. After so many years of just selling in Mexico, in the eighties, came to the United States, and in two thousand two, Bacardi Limited purchased Tequila cazadores. and now we have a global distribution. The recipe doesn't change because it's the original recipe since nineteen twenty two. Innovation, you always have to innovate. So we have Blanco, Reposado, Añejo, Extra Añejo, and our new one is Cristalino. It's a tequila that is an Añejo for twenty four months, sits in a brand new barrel from Kentucky, two hundred liters. And after that, we do a charcoal filtration, and we finish with a beautiful... uh, So this is the bottle of Tequila Cazadores uh, Cristalino. So it was an Añejo, and after that, the charcoal filtration. And if somebody is going to teach how to do charcoal filtration, they're all the master blenders from Bacardi, because we have the the keen, you know, Don Facundo since 1862, you know, with the best uh, charcoal filtration ever. So we have a beautiful liquid. Uh, Where I see tequila, tequila is in the best moment of you can imagine because everybody around the world uh, wants to drink agave spirits, not just tequila. uh, Tequila, mezcal, bacanora, sotol, and raisilla. They're all different spirits made from different agaves. I was just in France before all this pandemic situation and, uh, and I visited this bar before where I used to go and I see cocktail menu uh, and the spirit list. I only saw maybe, you know, jeans, whiskeys, you know, vodkas. And now we have a whole space in this bar with a cup of mezcales and three tequilas. And you see more and more tequila all around the world. And the bartenders very excited to, to start making cocktails with uh, classic cocktails with tequila. So... I think it's just the beginning of, of the, um, an explosion globally with uh, tequila.
0: That's pretty cool. And you could do the same type of classic cocktails, like you can do with tequila old-fashioned
3: and things like that. Mm. Yeah, You use the Añejos, the different expressions of, uh, uh, that we have. But I mean, if you want to make classic tequila cocktails, tequila Cazadores is perfect. What's a classic? What's the most iconic te- uh, tequila drink? The margarita. Margarita. You, have, no way you have mediocre margaritas, you have excellent margaritas, right? So, and the margarita really, you don't have this, you don't have to, it's two, not too many ingredients. You need three, four ingredients to make a cool margarita. But another super simple, tasty, and the more, one of the most classic cocktails in Mexico, Paloma. Oh, I, I love Paloma. Kazoo. Square yeah. line. And a little pinch of salt. Beautiful cocktail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can create an amazing line of, of of drinks with all the all the different categories. So I got a question
0: for you. So you're talking earlier about um, your awards and your and you know congratulations. That, that's pretty amazing. All the awards that you've gotten. Now I know I'm pro- you know the ten thousand dollar one is probably one of your most favorite. But what what is the what's the award that you got? You're like wow, I can't believe I got this. This is amazing. I'm really excited about. This
3: one award. Well, I think the best one from my heart. I do. They pay me for something that I love to do. This is like I wake up and it's like, how did you know? I travel the world. I represent tequila. I represent my country, and and I still get getting paid for this. I get rewarded every day for something that I love, and not too many people in the world they can they can they have that. Some people they go to work hating their job. I love my job, so that is the most rewarding thing I, I, I have. Perfect. You know, I was I was
0: talking and I was on mute. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is the, the new normal with
3: Zoom. Everybody, well, is, you just talk away. Well, you're on. Yeah,
2: yeah, Well, I know, uh, Manny. You you live in one of my favorite uh, cities, uh, San Francisco, and we all terribly miss traveling and. First of all, welcome back from uh, from Mexico. I know you just got back, but if you were to plan out a day for anyone that wants to visit San Francisco, what would the ideal? There's no way that you can combine everything in a day, but what would the ideal first day be for? Those of us that are Jones and a travel,
3: you just want to do the city, or you or, of uh, of you want to go to the wine country, or you want to take a nice hike, or you want to. I mean, there's so many things to do. You want to go restaurant? You got you want to visit restaurants? You want to visit cool bars? I mean, it, that's well, we're food
2: and beverage uh, guys and gals uh, on this podcast, so keep it just focused stay on food in, in San yeah. Fran. Let's
0: not go yeah. out, yeah, and family. in Fran, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk Napa. Another we'll
3: do time. Napa another day, but let's just stay in San Fran yeah. right now. This San is our Francisco, first day, so yeah. San Francisco, Julan, and SFO. San Francisco, check in your suitcases right away, and from there, don't rent a car. It's so all walking. Take the public transportation to take you everywhere you wanna go. Get to you have to see the Golden Gate, of course, and a nice day. The clouds there below the gate, the the bridge. And you can see the city, open sea, Sausalito is is a beautiful area where you you can see the city, have a nice lunch. And from there, tour the city, have beautiful food because uh, it's one of those things about San Francisco. It's a very foody city, you know, food, great chefs, great cocktails, great wine. Jamie, uh, Jamie used to live in San Francisco, so she loves San Francisco.
4: I did. So I
0: was on mute, do. Manny. <laughs> 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 no, introduce Jamie. Jamie's awesome. Jamie's from Bacardi World. Uh, Jamie, do you want to introduce yourself? For those who have sure. no idea who you are, even,
4: even though I was just here ghosting on this, no problem. <laughs> an um, extra
2: special guest.
4: Yes, I, I'm Jamie Mandeville. I'm the Trade Education Director with Bacardi Brands. I, and as Nanny said, I've, I'm a California girl, so I spent my time growing up in Southern California, and then moved to San Francisco for a few years. And now I'm over in the East Coast, New York area. But you know, once the traveling ban gets lifted, I'm sure I'll be. In and out of Miami quite a bit, so hopefully I get to see you guys in person soon. Yes, yes, yeah,
0: um, actually meet each other face
4: to face. I know, yeah. get out of the the little Zoom box for sure. But yeah, as Manny says, like there are so many amazing spots in San Francisco. I love just like actually riding a bike across the bridge. I I like walking a little bit, but when I live there, like those hills are pretty brutal. Yeah, Manny. <laughs>
3: yeah, no. But it's, it's okay.
4: That way you're working for your tequila. Definitely.
3: Exactly. You know, and there's so many big movements that happen in San Francisco. So you have to go to those areas and see, you know, all that, you know, all the 60s, the the hippie move in the, you know, mid 60s, <laughs> 70s. So you have to go see that. And it's, it's what really people, you know, they even the people they dress like that and it's just it's just a cool very cool city it unfortunately happens, right now yeah. unfortunately right now we're dealing with the fires and uh, and it's been very tough in the, the whole bay area all the northern cali the whole state pretty much is, is very smoky and it's bad but you know things will be better soon and uh, and hopefully everything is back to mo- normal
1: Oh, oh. Well, okay. I, think it's, I think it's that time. Uh, Johnny, I'm, uh, Johnny, I'm glad you got to uh, yep. fit in the San Francisco question because <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. one of my favorite towns out there, my, my beloved uh, wife would like to go to San Francisco, so I'll have to make that happen. So, uh, so Manny, this is uh, the, the fun part of the show. We call it our speed rail, uh, but today we're customizing our speed rail. So uh, Nathan, don't go on mute too, too long. Uh, But today is, and if you did uh, the proper amount of light stalking like we all do before each and every podcast, we know that uh, Manny's done quite a few episodes of Tacos and Tequila. So uh, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Tacos and Tequila. But uh, of course, uh, these are uh, this or that type questions. Uh, Jamie, if you'd like to play along, you're going to have to now because this is going to be fun. Yeah, But uh, I narrowed this down today. So we're having our Tacos and Tequila with Manny. But then we got to figure everything else out. So i got a who, what, where, and then why, all right? Yes, I know. Look, Nathan's learning a count that way. And our real mm. goal here, gang, our real goal at the end of today's Speed Rail is to conform Nathan Eugene Dodge and say tequila is good for you, all right? It's not just a breakfast drink anymore, all right? So <laughs> we're going to convince you that tequila is good. So in the spirit of Mexican Chardonnay, let's get this uh, – Game started here. Uh, it's Manny, we typically go around the horn, but today we'll, we'll start with uh, Chef Massey and go to uh, Dodge. We'll go to Jamie and we'll end up with Manny there. So this is going to be the who. So this is going to be who are you having tacos and tequila with? And I know you've done some consulting work and your buddy oh. Guy Guy Fietti out there, but yeah, you also did some time in the party towns, yes, the Fiesta towns of Mexico. So we're going to throw in some uh, Cabo Wabo, and we're going to throw a little Sammy Hagar. So who are you doing tacos and tequila with first? Guy Fieri or Sammy Hagar? John Noble, Massey, who are you going to be? Oh, Sammy Hagar. Ah-ha! I like that one. Nathan
0: Eugene Dodge. I've met Guy Fieri. I'm going to do Sammy Hagar. Really? <laughs> All right.
1: Jamie, which way are you going?
4: I'm awesome. I'm right there with him. Sammy Hagar.
1: <laughs> Sammy Hagar. All right, no pressure, Manny. Who's it going to be? Guy Guy Fieri. Ah, uh, okay, okay, we love Guy. We love Guy because we love Guy in the
2: South Beach wine and fruit best.
1: I'm going with I'm you guys guy. though. You know, I want to go 5150 time and Van Halen and the old school back to Sammy Hagar on that one. I can't right. trust. Oh, he's great, but uh, Guy Fieri, we still love you because of your amazing support of our students, of course, and so forth. All right, let's talk about what. So, we our first choices is going to be uh, what kind of tacos we're going to have, and I'm gonna give you two choices with that. And then I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. And as Manny said, uh, the most infamous and famous uh, tequila cocktail is uh, the margarita. But I got a little bit of a switch up to you there. So uh, John Noble Massey, this is going to be the, uh, the taco portion. Of course, uh, my favorite uh, giveaway there, but El Pastor. All right. I'm talking the slow roasted pineapple on top over the, oh, you know, just dripping down. These are the guys that take the half the high frying pan and shave it right down. Or my other favorite out there. A fresh Baja fish
2: taco. What's it going to be? Oh, the Al Pastor, please. Yes, Al-Pastor. absolutely. 100%. All right,
1: interesting. Nathan, Eugene, Dodge, what's it going to be? As long as it's not
0: a walnut taco. Um, I'm going to ah. do... <laughs> Sorry, that was a little dig at John.
1: That was a slam. That was a slam. Slammed. I'm going to go the Baja fish taco. Fish tacos, all right. Jamie, what's it going to be?
4: All right, I'm trading out my SoCal roots, and I'm going Al Pastor because nothing beats it. Late at night, after having Mexican Chardonnay. There,
1: there you go. choice. Yeah. I like that one. Cool, Mr. Manny. What's it going to be? Pastor. That's Al Pastor.
3: Cool. You know, it's just remember ripping down. Oh my, the pineapple.
0: From, oh, it's, it's delicious.
3: City. Every corner is Al Pastor. Late night, three, four in the morning, after going out. Sliding oh, oh. that little roasted meat, and after that, the cilantro, the salsa, and the onions, and a little squeeze of lime, and you can still have a beer by five, five in the morning, yep. go to bed. I like up. it, I like it. Manny's
4: like lying. It. He doesn't go to bed at five. He's still out at five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just texted the wife. I said, we're going out for tacos tonight. Hell, there you go, of perfect. That so,
1: with that being said now, though, Nathan, you're going to have to drink some tequila now. So mm. we're going to have a, a margarita, but we got two choices today. I just kind of had a little bit of fun. I'm like, mm, what do you think about this one? So the first choice is going to be a strawberry sriracha margarita, and you can have it with or without salt. And the second that, and I thought this was interesting too, a little foo-foo but kind of funky, smoky watermelon habanero, or mm. which is going to be? John Noble Massey. So we're going to go smoky watermelon pepper.
2: Smoky watermelon, smoky mine. That sounds terrific. good. That sounds. That sounds good. A little hint of smoke, and and, wow. and you know, I like that smoky paloma sometimes. Uh, and that sounds just lovely. Your version. All
1: right, so that goes very well, unfortunately, with the fires that are happening. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <one> <laughs> oh, really. Right. Too, 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 too soon. Too <laughs> soon. All right. Cool, Jamie. What's it going to be?
4: Same. Smoky watermelons. One of my favorite things is to drink like watermelon with tequila cassadori, especially in the mercado. So yeah, that little hint of smoke and spice. I'm all about it.
3: I dig it. I I dig it. it. All right, Manny, what's it going to be? Watermelon, man. Watermelon. Watermelon and spicy, sweet and spicy and smoky. Okay. All right. Now we got to talk about the wear factor. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit
1: of creative liberty here. So I'm going to give you two choices of the wear, but uh, pick your choice. But if you do have a, uh, what I would really want to be, you can add that. So I was doing some deep diving of some of the most famous beach bars in the continental U.S. So mainly uh, no, on the U.S. So ones in Hawaii. And there's a lot of good choices. One comes from my beloved Block Island, which I was surprised by, that came up with some of the tops, particularly for this, is either going to be, Duke's Waikiki Beach. And, man, we know you did some time in uh, Hawaii. All right, so Duke's on Waikiki Beach. Or, all right, this is for my friend Nathan Eugene Dodge, a Florida Bama Line Lounge. The Florida La- Bama Lounge. Have you ever heard of that Stay one? Say that
2: five times I fast. Yeah. I know,
1: that was hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. So Florida Bama <laughs> Lounge on that one. So, But you can also throw in, or I would like to go to. So, Johnny, what's it going to be? Duke's on Sunday, the Waikiki Beach, oh. or Florida Bama Lounge?
2: You know, take me to Waikiki. The last time I was there, I was knee high to my parents and unable to enjoy as many other things as I would have liked to there. And I'd love to go back and enjoy a nice uh, glass of Casadores there.
1: Perfect. Let's Look at that. All uh, right, Nathan, you're still drinking tequila. Where's it going to be?
0: So I haven't been to Hawaii yet. My parents go like every year like, oh, we sh- you should come with us. But we're not paying for your ticket. Like, your parents don't like, love you. They don't. They, they don't, don't love you <laughs> at all. No. They don't love me at all. But I'm going to do uh, Dukes on Sunday.
1: There you go, Dukes Waikiki Beach on that one. We got two Hawaiis, Jamie. Where are you going?
4: Also, Dukes Waikiki. They definitely have an abundance of casadores because Manny, like during travel times, he's there like once a month. So <laughs> <laughs> he may be there more so than San sad Francisco. For him.
2: <laughs> we have to coordinate uh, travel plans moving forward. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I had a feeling that's where it was going to be on yeah, that. So, one, so, so uh, uh,
0: Brian, Brian, I was just curious. Where did who did you think would rather go to? Flora Bama Florida. Line. My Over, wife and I were
1: literally okay. talking about it, going, we haven't, we've never been there. You know, I was like, that could yeah. be interesting. Okay. She says "She says it's a pain to get to, but that's okay. And but I had to put choice, the Dukes in there, knowing, okay. knowing, knowing Manny's background,
3: I had to put Dukes in there. So, Manny, what's it going to be? Dukes are the whole oh <laughs> family. Dukes, Waikiki, Dukes. they're beautiful people. They still have a passion fruit paloma made with cazadores. my recipe on the menu. So... Uh-huh. Let's go to Oahu, Honolulu, Waikiki.
1: I love it. I love it. All right. And so uh, we'll wrap this up. And I got three choices going on today. One's a little cliche, but the other two are very fitting. So uh, remember, we're still in the spirit here of uh, tacos and tequila with Manny. And now our final question is why? Why do we need to have tacos and tequila with Manny? So our choices are today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have a case of the Irish flu. Uh, For our listeners that don't know what the Irish flu is, uh, it's typically uh, what you get sometimes early, uh, well, sometimes in the afternoon as we get older. Sometimes it kicks in a little later. uh, And you need a little help kicking that Irish flu. It's number two, it's Sunday Fun Day. So you you gotta be having tequila and tacos with Nanny. And then the last but not least, but it's cliche, but it's still very fitting during the pandemic and very popular, is it's Taco Tuesday. So, Johnny, what's it gonna be, your Irish flu Sunday Fun Day or Taco Tuesday?
2: Sunday, fun day with Manny, of course. <laughs> you know, that's, that's as easy as the Waikiki, as the Honolulu, Waikiki, Dukes question. Yeah, I, I want to have, I, I have my fun day with Manny. I,
1: I'm down with that. Nathan, Eugene, Dodge.
0: So the best way to cure uh, the uh, the Irish flu is a michelada, I think. Ooh, but, uh, yes. Oh, um, yeah, I'm just going to go. It's Taco Tuesday, and it's almost Tuesday, so I'm going to have a taco.
2: <laughs> almost
1: today. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. And Dodge is going out on Monday with his wife for tacos. It's all good. So, Jamie, what's it going to be? The Irish flu, is Sunday fun day, or Take Tuesday?
4: Sunday fun day, because then I'm combining Taco Tuesday into a Sunday, because there's no rules to this, right? No,
1: no. You can just No play rules, right no through. rules.
3: <laughs> right yeah, we have no rules.
1: So, Manny, what's it going to be? That Sunday fun day,
3: Irish flu, or Taco Tuesday with Manny? Taco Tuesday. Taco Enjoy Tuesday. Every day, like it's a Taco Tuesday.
1: I I, I see a new T-shirt coming up and hashtag one more time Mexican (laughs) Chardonnay on that. uh, That's my down and dirty. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. So John Noble Massey, any closing comments, sir?
2: No, this has just been awesome. Really, Uh, Manny, so very much appreciated. Loved uh, your stories and loved hearing more about your your background and history and passion for the product. Hopefully we converted Nathan Dodge.
4: We'll see. All right, okay, I, have we'll a build, I have a build on that. I think Manny yeah. needs to teach you all how to say tequila cazadores.
3: Yeah, Manny? All right. Yeah. Yes. So yes. People call this say, say
4: it like Manny.
3: Yeah. We all they always Manny, how do you say tequila cazadores? And I say tequila cazadores It's an explosion of flavors.
1: Ah Ooh. Wow. that one, an explosion. Speaking of explosion <laughs> of flavors, Nathan <laughs> Eugene Dodge. Uh, now,
0: any, any, closing, <laughs> any, <laughs> uh, any closing comments sir no no this was really awesome and i'm gonna have a wine glass of Casadora later on today i think i'm gonna try it you know oh, our yeah. friend and and um occasional substitute guest host gabriel arrutia dropped off a bottle at my house last time it was over so i'm gonna try that uh please remember to drink responsibly do not do what i did in the uh 90s with tequila um also i and i i can't stress this enough like we've been doing this this is we're now i think 25 shows and every week we are getting the people who are the most passionate about their jobs and they love their jobs um yeah and, and really it shows so the the brand ambassadors we we've had on professors we've had on hoteliers we've had on chefs and if you love your job it's not really going to work anymore so definitely if you're not doing it and you're not raving about how much you love it like manny is um find something else to do. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 And
0: I, I want to be Manny when I grow up. Every day it's like,
1: I want to be this guy, but no, I want to be Manny. Oh, mm. it's all good. Uh, <laughs> this has been fantastic, gang. So of course, if you need any further information on the Bacardi Center of Excellence, feel free to reach out to me at bconnors at fiu.edu. And uh, as always, be safe. We look forward to seeing you live someday. Jamie, Manny, you guys are great. Thank you. Have a great day.